Okay, hey guys, what's hey guys, uh, what's up? Just um, I'm on here. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. And um, yeah, I wanted to come on here because, well, you know, apparently, um, Space Jam: A New Legacy <laughs> is well. The title says best. It's getting a negative reaction from a lot of people, and it's um, you know it's not just you know the critics, but the people that are seeing it that don't like it. I mean, there are some that do, but there are a lot that don't. Uh, I mean, if you believe what Metacritic says and all that, it's got like a thirty, it's like it's very low um, percentage-wise, like Rotten Tomatoes puts it at a 37 or less uh, but what's interesting though about it uh, what's interesting though about it is I adjust my mic here a little bit so it matches up to my mouth <laughs> um, what's uh, interesting about it is that even though it's got like a, a 37 you know percent I should say a 37 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and other negative scores that the box office says otherwise. In fact, they even had headlines saying that, uh, you know, LeBron is, like, throwing it back in his the haters' uh, face uh, due to the fact that it's, you know, got a um, lot of, you know, it's got a, a lot of, uh, you know, money coming its way to the point that it's even... It's even, believe it or not, uh, knocked down um, Black Widow from its perch. Yeah, Black Widow uh, got knocked off its perch thanks to thanks to Space Jam, which is uh, amazing, <laughs> you know, if you will. You know, it's amazing that it got knocked off its perch because of Space Jam. But I think a lot of people are probably guessing, those that are negative towards it, are guessing it's not going to last too long on the top, and they're probably also guessing that the reason, um, you know, people are, um, you know, seeing this movie, you know, is mainly due to the fact that it's one of the first big movies um, out there. Hold on for a sec, let's check something. Okay. Just checking something there. Uh, but it's like it's one of the first big... Uh, one of the big... You know, for one of the first big, you know, summer movies, uh, theatrical-wise, out there, even though you can simultaneously watch it on HBO Max. And... Uh, I, and I'll be honest with you, you know... I think when, when you look at Space Jam A New Legacy, um, I, I've watched a little bit so far and I can kind of see what's going like the the beginning is similar to the 96 movie uh, not totally identical but similar and it kind of gives us an idea of why LeBron has such a fondness for the Looney Tunes um, but you know here's the thing here's the thing um, I think what it is is that the, 
I, I think what really is upsetting people about this movie, you know, even if you look, even if you watch it, you know, sparsely, like you'll watch a little bit, stop it, watch it again later, because, you know, that's the advantage of having it on uh, HBO Max temporarily. I, I think what upsets people about this movie um, is the fact that Warner Brothers didn't strike when the skillet was hot, as if you will. They didn't, they didn't strike, you know, when, when the rod was hot. They, you know, they didn't, you know, make this sequel when they should have made it, you know, when Space Jam was still a relatively big thing, if you know what I mean. And I, I, I'm a, I, and honestly, I can assume that's, that's one of the main reasons. The other reason as well is, you know, based off early reviews that people gave from early screenings of it, I think the reason it also gets such a bad rap uh, currently right now is the fact that it's nothing more than another version of Ready Player One. And uh, Ready Player One, I think, was more of a success. Excuse me, there was more of a success. Um, financially, well not just financially but critical rise, it was kind of more of a success, more given a positive reaction, not as much but more of a positive reaction uh, than this is and all people are seeing here is just um, another take on that, you know it's just another take on Ready Player One and I think the other thing that a lot of people are upset about, a lot of people that have talked about this movie you know, spoilers and non-spoilers, mostly spoilers. Um, I think the one thing that they uh, take away from it, um, if you will, you know, the one thing that they uh, take away from it is, um, uh, hold on, a second. you know, the one thing that they take away from it is there's a lot of movie properties, a lot of w, uh, Warner Brothers IP properties here, movies, series, if you will, that um, they basically just, you know, take the scenes from the movie and they copy and paste, if you will, through computer-generated imagery, very Toon Boom, 2D, flash uh, computer-generated imagery, all they do is just they, they slap certain Looney Tunes into that, you know, into that world. Like, you know, like with Mad Max, they, they put Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner in there. Uh, with Casablanca, they do the same thing, I believe, and, and in The Matrix as well. And the only exceptions, of course, when they go, is when we go to the DC world. And, you know, there's Superman, Batman... There's Wonder Woman. Those are the only exceptions because those are actual original animations based in that universe. But I think, honestly, that's why some people um, have a problem with Space Jam and New Legacy. It's the fact that they look at something that, despite its story element, if you will, its story plot element, which is one we've seen all the time, mainly in a lot of stories, no matter what setting you put it in. I think what upsets them the most is, you know, well, at least one of them anyway, is Warner Brothers had such an opportunity 
on their hands to basically do something original like if you want to incorporate these IPs that's great but don't copy and paste the Looney Tunes into these IPs create something original that pays homage to them or at least seems like it's you know out of that world but it's totally new but they didn't do that you know they didn't do that instead um, they just decided you know hey we're going to just copy and paste these characters in there and the only originality we're going to do is with Lola and Daffy and you know and that's it and even even Austin Powers they did the same thing they copy and pasted Elma Fudd being Mini-Me into Austin Powers and it's like you know I, I can understand that you know you have such an opportunity to be more creative with the originality of this sequel thus making it as the title suggests a new legacy of Space Jam and you don't take advantage of that you you don't take advantage of that and I think that's one of the things that upset them the other thing as well like I said is I think it's the story the story is something we have seen numerous times over and over again no matter what movie genre or setting it gets put into we've seen it time and time again it's a parent not understanding their child a parent wanting their child to follow in the footsteps but the child wants to go and off and do their own thing and in this case LeBron wants his son to be good you know because his son's good at basketball a little bit or was always beating him at basketball or whatever the case may be LeBron wants his son in basketball because he's good but his son despite being good at basketball wants to be a video game developer he wants to make games like you know it's shown here he's he can make it he made his own you know simulation video game like uh, basketball uh, game uh, if you will simulated basketball game if you will you know he did that and but yet LeBron wants him you know to follow in his footsteps and be a basketball player because he's good at basketball he's, and he sees that potential but the child wants to do his own thing it, it's basically that kind of story that like I said we've seen time and time again the only difference is now you have the inclusion of the Looney Tunes I think that's the only thing is you have the inclusion of the Looney Tunes um, in, you know in, in the mix that's about it you have the inclusion of them in the mix and you know, I think. Hold on for a sec. And I think that's the only thing. That's the only thing that's different. You have the inclusion of the Looney Tunes, wanting to help get help LeBron get his son back, but also the Looney Tunes, in a sense, being the voice of reason to LeBron. Like, hey, no wonder your kid doesn't want anything to do with you right now because the way you're acting towards us, you know, telling us we need to be this way. It's the, probably, it's the same way you're acting towards your kid. You're not letting him be him. You want him to be you. So, again, that's the only thing that's different. Is they're there to, you know, not only kind of, you know, the, that basically they're there not just to, I guess, enhance the story, if you will, but also the, 
but they're also there basically to be the voice of reason. And again, we've seen this kind of situation before in stories before where a certain character is only put into an equation to be the voice of reason for the mother or the father to see that, hey, their kid, you know, wants to do their own thing. They want to go off and be what they feel they'll be more successful at. And, you know, that's about, and again, that's the only difference about that, this, this very, you know, cut and dry very tropey story that we've seen time and time again you know that the only difference is like I said we we have the Looney Tunes involved and that's it and then I think it's also the fact that for those that saw the early screenings uh, for this film I think the other thing that really just you know got under their skin a little bit is the ending and I think that's why they scored it low because the ending, a little bit of spoilers here, because pretty much everybody else has spoiled it, uh, Bugs dies. Yeah, <laughs> Bugs uh, basically, um, um, uh, basically Bugs dies in this film. He sacrifices himself by trying to perform a move that's a, a glitch in the game that I think the son was trying to fix and work, uh, work on and fix. Uh, in the original game in which the basketball game that involved him is based on, um, you know, Bugs gets caught in that glitch, and after the, this move, because of its glitch, is performed, uh, basically, Bugs dies. He disappears because he, he's been glitchified, if you will. Now, that would have been something. That would have been something to, well, okay, he's dead. You know, maybe, you know maybe they go and do something different like maybe they just retire Bugs as a character and they focus on the other Looney Tunes and then bring them back later because that would that's well that's been done before but it'd be something kind of new but no I think what really pissed them off is the fact that they knew that Bugs wasn't really going to die that this was nothing more than played up for drama that this is just a typical Bugs Bunny Looney Tunes deal that it's played up for drama and it, you know, it adds nothing to the story. It really doesn't add really nothing to the story except, oh, you got to feel sorry. We're going to pull at your heartstrings. And everybody knew he wasn't going to die. They knew Warner Brothers wouldn't kill off the character. Because if there's anything any studios have learned from any movies that have tried this in the past, based on other properties or at least movie, you know, versions of those properties or movie continuations of those properties is you cannot kill off your main character. You cannot kill off um, your your iconic, you know, face of, of your brand. You can't do that because if you do, you know, it's going to be a bad... You're going to get a ton of backlash, not just from fans themselves, but you're going to get tons of backlash from critics. Like, why would you kill off this character and not tell anybody about it? And I... And again, I think that's why this also pissed a lot of you know critics off was the fact that they knew he wasn't going to die, and you just put the scene in at the end for dramatic effect because, oh, that's just a typical bugs thing to do, and then you and then what moments later he comes back and he's like, yeah, you know that wasn't, oh, that was no big deal, I was fine anyway. It's like, it's like really, you you you're gonna do that, you're gonna pull that kind of crap, you know, if you will. 
And again, I think that's what really pissed them off. It's stuff like that. Numerous stuff, like I said. One, the story is something we've seen before. The only difference in added element was the Looney Tunes, you know, being there to help LeBron get his son back, as well as be the voice of reason for him to wake him up and realize, hey, this is why your child doesn't want to have anything to do with you anymore, because you're not letting him be what he wants to be. You want him to be you, just like you're doing to us. You know, so that was one thing. Secondly, the fact that you took iconic scenes or memorable scenes from movies like The Matrix, you know, Austin Powers, the recent Mad Max, and all you did was CGI, Flash 2D, Toon Boom CGI characters like Wiley, Roadrunner, Granny, Speedy, um, uh, uh, Elma Fudd, if you will. All you did was copy and paste them into these scenes, or CGI. 2D Toon Boom flash them into these scenes. That was one thing. Oh, that was the third thing. Or second thing, I should say. The third thing, basically, again, was the whole uh, thing about Bugs. The whole thing with Bugs that, you know, oh, he's going to die and all that. No, he's not going to die. We know that. This is typical dramatic Bugs fashion, and we see that proven later on, just moments later. Again, I think those three elements, along with many others, is three of the main reasons that people crapped on this. Not just critics, but other people, regular consumers, moviegoers, subscribers to HBO Max. This is why they crapped on it. Because basically the fact that, you know, you're using all these tropes that we've seen before. You, you, that Out of the three things I've mentioned, you know... We, you're using a trope that's been used constant times over and over again, no matter what the movie or gen, movie genre or setting. And then third, you know, the other one I talked about in the middle, but third, you have basically a fake death scene with bugs that we've seen many times before if you grew up with the Looney Tunes. You, you know they're not going to kill them off. And again, I think that's what really pissed people off about this. And... You know, and on top of that, again, on top of those three things that pissed them off and made them negative towards this movie, again, if you want to add a fourth to that, or two more to that, the fourth being that they didn't make a sequel, is, you know, they look at this movie, this sequel, this successor to the original, and a lot of people point out that, yeah, you did this for the 25th anniversary, but you could have done this two or three years afterwards, you know, when the time was right, when it was still a hard property. You could have struck when it was time. And that's the fourth thing that pisses them off. And the fifth and final thing, if you want to look at like a, a top five, if you will, is the fact that, again, they look at this as nothing more than a Looney Tune version of Ready Player One, where it's just a bunch of, where it's nothing more than a huge near two-hour advertisement, mostly in the second half, but mostly a two-hour advertisement for the Warner Brothers IPs or associated IPs or partners. That's all it is. That's all it is. I mean, you know, you know, it's an it's an advertisement for Harry Potter, for the Hanna Barbera characters, for King Kong, for Iron Giant, for the Batman stuff. For D- you know, it's just nothing more than a big conglomerate. That's all it is. Nothing more than a big advertising conglomerate for uh, for Space Jam and 
or for the for the WB. That's all it is to them. It's nothing more than, like I said, a Looney Tunes version of Ready Player One. And those five things, those five things that I just talked about, are five of the main reasons, in my opinion, why people hate don't like this movie so far. One, because we've seen this story before between a parent and a kid. Two, you took I you know memorable scenes from movies and just copied and pasted or drew or CGI'd in a Looney Tune characters to be part of it and you didn't have to do that and and three you know you had the Bugs Bunny fake death scene which pretty much anybody that saw the early screening knew was not not to be taken seriously and it's just typical Bugs Bunny stuff and then four a lot of people are upset that you know, this is this was done, yeah, you know, that, yeah, this was released in time for the 25th anniversary, but this should have been done when the skillet was too hot, like, they should have struck when the momentum was there, and then at five, it's nothing more, and then five, overall, it's nothing more than an advertisement for WB's IPs, associated IPs, that's all it is, and I think, because of those five things, it really, that's what really got under people's skins. It's not the fact that the movie visually isn't probably pleasing. It is. There is some visual moments in there that are great, especially the game. But, but when you really get down to it, the five things I've mentioned, in, along with many other you know, situations, are why people don't like this film. It's not the fact that, you know, potentially it's good. You know, that it could, potentially it could be good. I mean, box office-wise, it's obviously proving that because kids are going to see it with their families. But, you know, the reactions afterwards coming out may tell a different story. So, yeah, financially, box office-wise, on its opening weekend, it may be a success and thus probably, you know, pave the way for a continuation. But we don't know that. And then the fact that the way it ends, ends, if you will, I think is what really got people too. It's like, okay, you fa- you obviously Bugs faked his death because we knew that was going to happen. And now you got the Looney Tunes supposedly in the real world. Really? Whoopee. You know, it's like, how are people supposed to buy that? You know, how are people supposed to really buy into that if you catch my drift? And again, I think the five things I've mentioned along with everything else that could be pointed out as being something that really made them dislike this movie, you know, you know, probably culminates to it having the mixed to negative reaction it got. You know, I mean, one of the things they got criticized the most before it was when they took Pepe Le Pew out, and that's because they took Pepe Le Pew out, they took Penelope Pussycat out. And these two were supposed to be in the movie. Pepe Le Pew was supposed to be in the Casablanca scene and not Yosemite Sam. You know, but they took that out. And again, going back to the copy and paste, Yosemite Sam, like I mentioned, just like Elmo Fudd and all that, you know, that second thing out of the five I've talked about is one of the things that pissed people off. It's because all, all they did was copy and paste the characters into these scenes. That's all they did. But like I said, on top of that, the, on top of that, you know, it wasn't just Pepe Le Pew and Penelope being taken out or Pepe Le Pew being taken out and Penelope as a result being taken out as well. But it was also the fact that when you look at the crowd scene 
all the IPs that are in attendance for the game, you have a bunch of characters from a very controversial movie out of the 70s, early 80s as part of that crowd. And that's the White Coats from the Clockwork, Clockwork House of Orange. And that there is what really got people frustrated with this movie even before it got out. You know, it's like, oh, well, you're going to take Pepe, Pepe Le Pew out as, you know, because of, you know, castle culture doesn't like what he's represented, da, da, da. Well, why didn't you take council? Why didn't you take this crowd, uh, these, uh, crowd shot or this, um, crowd shot with the white coats from the Clockwork House, the Clockwork House, the Clockwork Orange House of, or the Clockwork Orange out? Why didn't you do that? Why didn't you do that? And I think that's what also frustrates a lot of people. It's the f- the fact that you know you know they they had this you know they took out a basically an innocent Looney Tune character that you could have that you were going to give a life lesson to anyway, courtesy of LeBron and Bugs once they entered the Casablanca world. And instead, what do you do? You take him out, and as a result, you take out his love interest, or the person that was slapped a restraining order on him, you take them out, and then who do you, and then who do you uh, keep in instead? You keep the white coats from the clockwork orange in. And it's like, to me, that's what really was one of the real tipping points. Besides the five things I've mentioned, you know, this here, keeping characters like the you know the white coats in there really just you know really didn't help it and along with like I said the announcement that Peppy was going to be taken out and removed because of the controversy that followed him according to a lot of people it's 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 almost like basically Warner Brothers couldn't win. It's like the people behind this movie couldn't win. No matter what the director behind it says, in my opinion, I think he knew that he was in a no-win situation. Like, he wanted to keep Pepe in there, but because of council culture breathing down one of us still because of Pepe, he had to take him out, and he had to come up with a reason as to why he took him out. And I think it's a reason he didn't really believe in. He just did it to save faith. And that's it. The truth is, I think when you get down to it, this movie could have avoided any of this negative reaction it got. It could have avoided any of this negative reaction had it just kept things as is and removed what they knew would be problematic. And things like Pepe the Pew, you know, I I don't think would have been problematic, excuse me, wouldn't have been problematic because of the fact of, you know, what the lesson he was going to learn. So I don't think you need to take him out. The clockwork orange guys, I think you should have. So I think if they would have kept things as they were and looked at maybe the crowd scene and been like, oops, we got the white coats in now. Let's take them out. I think it would have made more sense. But also the fact that, like I said, I think what really hurts them in a way... Overall, besides the five things I mentioned, of it's this a, this is a story we've seen time and time again. The only difference is we have the Looney Tunes in there to be part of this, as well as to knock some sense into LeBron. You know, second, you you know you're just CGIing in 
a lot of Looney Tune characters into already memorable scenes from movies like Austin Powers, Matrix, Casablanca, you know, and Mad Max, Fury Road. That's all you're doing. You know, and third, you know, the Bugs Bunny fake-out scene or fake-out death scene, you know, those are the top three in my opinion. But when you take a look at, let's say, the other top five of the top of those three, you know, that four, it's nothing more than that four, that basically it's 25 years too late, or at least, in my opinion, 20 years too late. They could have done this five years or four years afterwards. They could have done this when still struck when it was hot. And then five, five, if you will, is the fact that a lot of people look at this as nothing more than a, a, a Looney Tunes version of Ready Player One, and that it's nothing more than an advertisement for Warner Brother IPs or related or partnered IPs. That's it. It's nothing more than that. And then you take those five situations, if you will, that I just mentioned, and you put on top of that, you know, you put on top of that the fact that Pepe the Pe- you know, a lot of the things, a lot of the decisions that got made before that, like Pepe Le, Pew, Pepe Le Pew being taken out of the movie, despite him getting ready to learn, despite he was going to learn a lesson about respecting people's space, if you will. And thus, you ended up taking Penelope out as a result. And, and the other thing on top of that is you kept the white coats in there, it's as well as Pennywise. It's like... You know what? I I wouldn't be. I could. I mean, honestly, I I I do not. I do. Oh, come on for a sec. There we go. Sorry about that. But you know, yeah, I I can't blame. Honestly, some people, critic-wise, and even regular movie-goer-wise or HBO subscriber-wise, I I can't blame them for being angry. Because all you're doing basically is make is all you're doing is basically alienate alienating people from this movie before it comes out. It's the same thing with Kevin Smith and he, the Masters Universe Revelation. That show comes out this Friday. Uh, you know, exclusively on Netflix, the first six episodes or five episodes, I should say. And people. And Kevin Smith, because he was, he keeps lying about what it really is or who he's really centered on with the series, you know, is alienating people from watching it. It's like he just can't tell the truth, right? Well, the same thing in a way goes here. Because of all these decisions they made to take certain characters out when they should have kept them in because of what they were going to learn and then keeping certain characters in that they shouldn't have kept in, like the white coats from Clockwork Orange, and Pennywise, it's like, seriously, you know, it's like I said earlier, the guy, I don't think the people behind this movie could have won either way. I don't think they could have won either way. It just, I, I, I think, honestly, it's what a lot of people say about movies like this. This kind of a movie has the potential, or had the potential, to be good. You know, when the first Space Jam movie came out in 96, yeah, it was corny. 
you know, if you will, it was corny, kind of crazy, nonsensical. But guess what? People loved it. They loved it because it had a story that fit into what was going on. In a way, it was an original story, basically, kind of. It was kind of its own original story. Here, this is basically, like I said, a story we've seen before in other motion pictures and other shows. Oh, so the parent doesn't understand the child. The only difference is you have a basketball game centered around it and you have the Looney Tunes involved. And again, me to me, that's the number one thing that upset a lot of folks about this movie. It's not the fact that the movie potentially wouldn't have been good. It's stuff like that. It's stuff with the fake out, you know, the Bugs' fake out death scene, if you will. You know, the fact that, you know, you like I said, the scenes, some of the scenes from movies we know only, you know, were basically edited in and the only edited into the film with the only difference being, oh, the Looney Tunes are in this film now. Whoopee! Certain Looney Tunes are a part of this film. Whoopee! Right? And then, like I said, it's the fact that it's 25, 25 well, in my opinion, 20, 20 years too late, eight, if you will, uh, if you think about it, 20, 21 years, yeah, about 20, 21 years too late, and the fact that it's also nothing more than a Ready Player One version, a Looney Tunes version of Ready Player One, as thus being nothing more than a, an, you know, an advertisement for Warner Brother IPs or related IPs. And again, I know I sound repetitive saying that, but you take that along with some of the decisions they were making beforehand, you know, who as to who to take out, who to keep in. It's like this movie, in my opinion, was a mess from the, obviously behind the scenes was a mess from the get go. I think I think LeBron said it best when you think about it. You know, he said it in an interview that, you know, it's out of control on the set. And you know what? I honestly believe him. And I don't think he said that because, oh, he's just trying to promote the looniness of the movie. No. I think LeBron said it's out of control on the set because of the fact that behind the scenes it was. Like they wanted to do certain things and they couldn't. And I think that's what made this movie turn out to be what it is. Honestly, I do. I mean, let me, let me, and didn't we, didn't we always hear that there was some trouble behind the scenes when this movie got off the ground finally? Like things were going on behind the scenes that didn't need to be. You know, didn't we hear that? I think we did. I think we did. And you know what's funny? What is the last movie, a few of the last movies, that had a similar situation as behind the scenes trouble that led to a disastrous movie when they came out? Oh, let's see, let's see. Uh, Well, one that's Warner Brothers is related, Birds of Prey. The amount... Occupation of one Harley Quinn. I think that was one of them. And then what? What else? What else? What? Else, what are those? Oh yeah, uh, the recent Fantastic Four movie before they finally went back to the MC before Marvel Studios Disney finally got them. And then what else? What else? What else? Oh, how about? Oh, uh, let's see. What was the other one? Oh yeah, X Men: Dark Phoenix. Um, need I say more? Need anything more about that? I mean, these movies all had, you know, behind-the-scenes trouble, all had behind-the-scenes issues, and guess what? When they came out, they may have made some good money at the box office, but the critics and the moviegoers, after they saw them, 
tore these movies to shreds. And this is before, you know, we were given the opportunity because of what's going on, or had been going on in the world, you know, was, you know, this is before we were given that opportunity. It's because of those situations. You know, it's because of those behind-the-scenes situations that even when those movies came out, despite, like I said, making some good money at the box office, you know, box office, that critics from earlier from going to early screens for them, and then moviegoers after purchasing tickets to see them on the big screen, tore these movies apart. They shredded them. Because the behind-the-scenes issues caused the movie to be something that it shouldn't have been. And I think that's the same thing here with Space Jam A New Legacy. That potentially it had the right, I, it had the right to be good, but because of a lot of behind-the-scenes issues, even months before the movie came out, literally months before the movie came out, I think that's what hurt it. And then on top of that, on top of that, the movie itself, the story and everything, again, is a story we've seen before. All you did was add the Looney Tunes in. All you did was add the concept of winning a basketball game in there. And that's it. That is it. That, that's all they did. And that's, that's all they did. And to me... That's what pissed a lot of folks off about this. Because of everything I said, the five things I said, that's what pissed them off. Those are five things, in my opinion, that pissed them off the most because of this movie. And then along with the other stuff, pissed them off. I mean, when you look at that, what is it, that number four or five option I put in that top five reasons, in my opinion, as to why people didn't like this movie, you know, despite box office-wise as being a financial success, you know why that fourth one where, you know, they should have struck when the opportunity was there about 20 years ago, you know, it rings true? It's because it should have. Space Jam was still very popular with a lot of people. We had yet entered the world of Blu-ray, um, if you will. We were like four years in to the digital DVD age. You know, you know, Space Jam was still a popular deal even then. I mean, anytime Space Jam came on, you know, um, HBO or something like that. People still wanted to see it. You know, when it was announced that Warner Brothers was going to release it onto DVD, people sold that thing out. It became one of the better selling DVDs that year. When it went to Blu-ray for the first time, same thing. People sold that out. Um, if you will. You know, Hold on for a sec. Like I said, even when they released it on Blu-ray, when Blu-ray started to take hold, it people sold that out. And heck, even when the 4K came out, it sold well, I think. So, but go on. Back to 20 years ago, they had the opportunity to do this. You know, they, they, they had a good, they had the opportunity to strike when they did, when they should have, and I think that 
among all the other things, is what really made this made people not like this movie. I think that's what it was. I mean, if if you're gonna do a sequel to something like Space Jam, as silly and convoluted as that was, you know, you you know you should at least have. How do I put this way? You should have at least learned from some of the mistakes that movie made, made as successful as it was, and ca- and basically fixed any of those mistakes. You should have learned that, hey, if you're going to do a movie as a sequel follow-up to Space Jam, it needs to have an original story to it. That's what it needs. You know, that's what it needs. I'll be right back, guys. right there guys hold on
Hang on, guys. I'll be starting in a moment. Be there in a moment. Be there in a moment, guys. Sorry for the delay. I told you there'd be interruptions if you read the description. Sorry about that, guys. A little bit, um, like I told you in the description, things like this was going to happen. <laughs> um, but anyway, like I said, you know, I, you know, everything I just said before that little break there, um, you know, it's pretty much true. You know, it, it's pretty much true that, um, you know, b basically this movie had a chance to be good. You know, I think it had a chance to be, you know, really good. And 
they just um I think it was just WB Melody I think it was WB Meddling if you will that that heard it and again out of all the things that I mentioned like I said I think what really gets to people is the fact that you know you had the opportunity to strike when the you know the skillet was still hot 20 years ago you know you had that opportunity and you didn't take it and I think that's one thing that upsets them two again you know like I said the number one reason I think that people don't like it is they've seen this story before the only only added element to the story of a parent not understanding the child is the Looney Tunes and that's it the other thing being you know those that saw the early screening and all that you know word spread that oh Bugs dies in this but he doesn't die it's a fake out thing it's what Bugs does most of the times that's the other thing that I think upset people you know and everything else you know from the Looney Tunes it's just a bunch of this stuff and I think that if things would have gone smoother if WB wouldn't have meddled if you will in this movie they wouldn't have meddled in this movie when they did that this movie would have been probably a lot better you know you you know you probably would have seen a lot more creativity um, if you will you probably would have seen it you, know, you probably would have seen the creativity and, origin and originality that was needed like I think honestly the you know the you know the characters being copied and pasted into these iconic you know WB films in these scenes I think they they wanted to do something more original like they wanted to create a parody perhaps of those original scenes you know from those movies but they couldn't because WB is like no 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 you gotta add this in there it's just all this really was all this really was to a lot of people was just WB trying to say hey look at us we're just as we got just as many characters as Disney or or Universal or whoever you know we're just as you know we're just as you know um, cool and everything and I think that's what it was that's all it really was I mean again the movie I, I'm sure a lot of people liked it and I'm not saying they didn't I'm not saying people didn't like the film but you know I think it's more along the lines of everything I've mentioned you know from the parent not understanding the child storyline we've seen that before to you know the we've seen that before too you know the copy and pasting of Looney Tune characters into scenes that were just edited in there from other movies to make it seem like they were now part of it to you know the bugs fake death scene to the you know to the make this nothing being nothing more than a ready player one version version just another ready player one movie but with the Looney Tunes and and then on top of that you know, it's just a glorified advertisement for the WB, WB's IPs. And I think all that combined, along with all the other decisions they made behind the scenes, I think backs up what LeBron said, as I mentioned earlier, when he said it was out of control on the set. That wasn't just to, that wasn't to promote the looniness of the movie. Oh, no, 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 no. That was basically him legitimately saying, yeah, things are out of control behind the scenes here, and we don't know what the hell we're doing. And I think this all could have been avoided if they would have struck when the, you know, when the time was right. They should have struck when the time was right, you know, and just gone from there. 
Again, you look at some of the movies that have had a similar situation behind the scenes. X-Men Dark Phoenix, you know, Fantastic Four, the recent one, as well as you know, WB's own Birds of Prey, the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. You know, you hear about all the behind-the-scenes troubles that happened with those movies before they were released, and you see the result. You know, you see the result of that. And it pisses people off. It really does. It it pisses them off because it's like, you know, they know those movies could have been good. Except except, except for all the the behind-the-scenes issues that happened, you know, which, you know, she said, you know, happened is the reason those movies went downhill. It's the reason those movies went downhill. Because of that. It's not because of the fact that, oh, you know, people just didn't go and see the movie when they could have, or people just want to hate on something because they love to hate. No, it's not because of that. It's because of the the behind-the-scenes issues that caused those movies to go down the crapper. That's what happened. And those studios, Warner Brothers included, know that. Again, yes, those movies, just like with Space Jam right now, are making box office numbers that are great. And there's probably warrant a sequel, potentially, or a continuation somehow. But, you know, when you look beyond that, that only is going to be around for so long. Like, who's to say next week the box office won't drop off, you know, afterwards? I mean, we saw what happened with Batman v Superman. When that came out, yeah, the box office was through the roof opening weekend, but then the following week, down the toilet, and it crashed. Yeah, the box office numbers were enough for it to get its sequel that it was promised to get, which was Justice League, as well as get an ultimate edition, which was, was showed us a little bit more of what it was originally supposed to be. But, you know, in the end, all... In the end, you know, all because it's behind-the-scenes issues as well as I think, you know, didn't help it. And it just... It just plummeted. Justice League had great opening numbers when it came out, and it plummeted afterwards. And it's all because this wasn't, you know, the way people were hoping those movies would turn out to be. It wasn't. And all because of the behind-the-scenes meddling by WB. And the same thing we here at Space Jam. Space Jam, basically, a new legacy had the potential to be good, but WB had to meddle. They had to say, do it this way, do it that way, make sure the story is about this. It's, And I think that's what hurt it. Now, maybe the story wasn't necessarily their you know, idea, but... The fact that they used a trope we had seen countless times before, ladies and gentlemen, just, again, parent not understanding the kid, and the only added ingredient added ingredient to it, or element to it, is the Looney Tunes in a basketball game. It, it just, it's just too much meddling is what it is. And I think, in the end, with Warner Brothers, with studios like Warner Brothers, Disney, Universal... MGM, Lion Gates, it don't matter who, all they really care about in the end is money.
That's all they care about. As long as the movie has a great box office opening weekend, then guess what? That's all they care about. Because that'll justify them wanting to make another sequel. That's it. That is it. And that's what Space Jam did. They probably know the movie's not that good. They see the reaction by a lot of people. You know, they know it's getting mixed to negative reactions, maybe a few positive here and there. But they know it's in a situation to where, you know, people will not want to see another one after this. But guess what? Because it's made buku money at the box office this weekend so far, that's what's going to happen. We're going to get a sequel. We're going to get a sequel. And, you know, that that's about it. That's about it. But again, but getting back to what I was saying, you know, this is something that, you know, we have to just, you know, come to realize that it doesn't matter how good the movie is. It doesn't matter how good it is. doesn't matter how bad it is. doesn't matter how good the story is or how crappy the story is. How convoluted it is. How metalist, how meddling studios were with it. That at the end of the day, as long as they get their money from the box office, that's all that matters to justify making more. And that's it. That is it. You know, why do you think, in a sense... Why do you think, let's say, recently, Wonder Woman 84? You know, why do you think they're going to make, they're going to continue doing another Wonder Woman when they should just stop? Because despite the story not being that good, it made Buku at the box office simultaneously while it was on HBO Max. It's... The fact of the matter is, this movie, in the from what I'm understanding had a lot to be had a lot had a lot of potential to be good but because of everything I've mentioned everything else people have mentioned about it when they've criticized it because of all that and more possibly it's not do it's basically getting a reaction that WB does not want to see or if they even care about if they really, if they really care about anything because Movies have had negative reactions before, but like I said, if they make buku bucks at the box office, hey, that's all that you know the studios care about. That's all that justifies them to make more. But one thing I will say about a studio that even if they get justified to make another movie, that at least some people that work on that movie do listen to the reaction from the critics and like, okay, if we're going to do the sequel, we need to do it right. We need to correct the mistakes we did from the last one. At least they are willing to. At least there are some places that do that. I don't know if Warner Brothers will do that here. If they make another Space Jam-like uh, movie or continuation, I don't know if they'll do that. But it, that's up in the air. That's up in the air. But right now, you know, if this was, if this movie, if this movie's success was based on critic reaction critical reaction and not box office reaction, there's no way this movie would ever get a sequel. WB would be like the WB would be like, give us that movie three points into the trash can or give me that movie three points into the shredder. That's what they would do from what people the way people are describing it. That That's about it. You know, that's what they would do. If it was based more on critical reception instead of box office. But because it's more based on box office than that, 
They're like, hey, we scored. We victorious. You know, so... Yeah, it's just one of those situations to where... Again, I know I'm sounding repetitive here in this live stream, but this had all the potential to be good. It really did. And like I said, this is not the first time. Every movie I've mentioned that has been similar to this, that has been under the Warner Brothers banner, that's been under 20th Century Fox, Disney's banner, that have gone through something similar, the only reason that we get continuations from them is because they are financially box office hits. The movie, you know, the story could be bad. <coughs> the story could be bad. But, you know, in the end, as long as that movie makes money at the box office, you know, that that's all that matters. That, that's all that matters to the studio. It can be bad all you want it to be. It could be bad. It could be as bad as you you see or not want it to be but it could be as bad as you see it is but as long as that box office number says otherwise that's all that matters that's all that matters and my my advice is this my advice is this if you want to have to if you want to check this movie out here's what you do you go to those clips of the scenes that have been advertised where they're going to all these different worlds to recruit the looney tunes check those scenes out watch those scenes you know, and then skip forward to the game. Maybe you can do the training. If one wants the training montage, that's fine, whatever. But go to those scenes where they go to the different worlds, because that's what they're selling the movie on, because obviously they know that's the only thing that's going to interest people. Go to those scenes, watch those scenes, and go to the game, watch the game. Fast forward to any bad parts of that game, if you will, that you feel are cringeworthy or unnecessary. And then there you go. There you go. That That's the end of that. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do, in my opinion. You don't have to sit through nearly two hours of a movie. And this movie did not have to be longer than the original. I mean, goodness sakes. I mean, let me try some. Let me see some. Alexa, how long was the original Space Jam movie? You hear that? You hear that? 88 minutes. And this... <laughs> this runs... an hour and 55 minutes. An 88-minute movie is an hour and 28. About almost an hour and, an, an hour and a half. We're looking at 30 minutes more of a movie. Did, did this have to be that? Did this have to be longer? No, it didn't have to be longer. And again, I think Warner Brothers realizes... Hold on, I adjust my uh, headset here. Hold on for a sec. There we go, got it. Again, I, th I think Warner Brothers realizes that, you know, they may... may uh, here's what I'm thinking, and I want to bring this to an end because it's getting late. But here's what I think happened. Once this movie got finalized and everything, it was completed and all that, Warner Brothers probably saw that, you know, the story wasn't going to be 
thrilling to a lot of people. People weren't going to be invested in the story. And they, 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 this is what I think. They probably had a test audience because they probably bring in people to test the movie out on. And out of that test audience, they probably figured out that they, that the, that they enjoyed uh, LeBron and Bugs going to all these different worlds, movie worlds, to recruit the Looney Tunes, to get them back, to help with the game, that they enjoyed that as well as the game, and that was it. That the story, the father-son connective story, whatever, didn't do nothing for them. That all they were invested in was, you know, the worlds they were going to and the game, and that was it. You know, that was it. That's all they cared about. That's all they care about. And hello, uh, big three box network. Uh, but yeah, that's all they cared about. It's, it's it, to me, that's why I think when they were advertising this movie that they spent more time with the theatrical trailer, the teaser trailer and all that, you know, focusing on them going to these worlds, you know, interacting with the tunes, the game itself. I think that's all they cared about. I think that's what they only cared about. Oh, that being the test audience, and that's why the trailer was sold mostly on that. That's why the clips that they would show on the internet through Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, you know, was shown more so than any other clip from the movie. Because people were more, because the test audience they had were more invested in that. I mean, let me ask you guys a question. What would you be more invested in? What would you have been more sold on wanting to see? A movie with a, a, a movie with a story we've seen countless times, mostly in Hallmark Channel movies, of a parent not understanding a kid, with the only added element being the Looney Tunes knocking sense into the parent's head? Or would you rather be more invested in seeing Bugs Bunny and whoever's with him, this time, this, in this case LeBron, going to these different Warner Brothers IP worlds, recruiting the Looney Tunes, seeing the Looney Tunes in those worlds, and then resulting in the game. What would you be more invested in? I ask you that. What would you be more invested in? Exactly. Exactly. If you said, you know, them going to the other world and and the game itself, exactly. That's what you'd be most invested in. You wouldn't be invested in anything else besides that. You wouldn't be invested in any more anything else besides that. And again, going back to what I said earlier, what sold the first movie as being a big success, as silly and nonsensical as it may have been, was it was an original story. In a way, Ivan Reitman, Ivan Reitman, um, if you will, did an original story. He did an original story with Ghostbusters, both those movies, and he did it here. If you would have gotten him or his son, his son who's doing the other Ghostbusters, if you would have got one of them to write this story, or at least co-write with the guy that did, or co-direct with the guy that did, you probably would have seen something different. Because, again, the first one, as cringy and as silly as it was, was an original story. That's what it was. It was an original story. And that, my friends... Is what hurt this movie. Is instead of instead of learning from the first one and taking what made the first one successful, and learning from the mistakes it had, but also taking what made it good and applying it here, they decided to go the route of parent not understanding the child. 
and that didn't make and that just did not help it just did not help and I, and I know people are going to tell me well you you're forgetting one other thing Brian you're forgetting the fact that the way the basketball game went it wasn't just traditional basketball they could score points on dance moves jokes this and that look I, I understand that I understand that and, I, and, and trust me I think that's dumb too I think that was a dumb idea too but you know what you know, they're trying, I'll give them credit, they're trying to make it a little different. They're trying to make it a very loony, virtual reality-like game, um, if you will. And of going these directions to score points, to try to catch up and everything. You know, because they're getting decimated. If that's one way for them to do it, then fine. I can accept that. I can accept that, but the thing is, you know, that, along with you know, the visiting of other worlds to get the Looney Tunes back. It's just... It's just... It's just the rest... It's just, you know, that along with going to the other worlds to get the other Looney Tunes back. It's just... Those are the only things that made this movie interesting for anybody. And everything else was like, we could see this story on Hallmark for all we care. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That that's what it is in the end, guys. That's what it is. But yeah, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do, guys, and I'll show you this right now. Here's what I'm gonna do. All right, I'll show you this right now. Okay, if it pops up. Here's what I'm gonna do. See this? That's my television. I took a picture of that. That's HBO Max. And if you look right here, I don't know if you can really see it. I have it checked off to be on my list. Even though the movie streams to August 15th because it's a month-long stream, which is part of the deal. You know, even though it's that right there, even though I have it checked off right here, um, if you will, I have it set and ready to watch when I want to, Okay. I have it set and ready to watch when I want to. And because of that, and because I was able to do it last time with Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, I'll be able to do the same thing here, hopefully, and that's basically record Space Jam onto DVD off of HBO Max through the Xfinity um, cable box connected to my DVD recorder. So that way I'll have the movie to watch and I'll be able to see maybe the easter eggs that are in, in that are in there the IPs that are that were not advertised and guess what I'll be able instead of fast forwarding on the service which is you can still do as well I can actually go from chapter to chapter you know watching certain scenes from the movie to enjoy it thoroughly that's what I'm going to do and that's what I'm going to do. And hopefully I can be able to do that. But anyway, go guys. Anyway, though, guys, I just wanted to come out here and just talk about that. Because I'm hearing all this negative reaction, all this mixed reaction. Again, some people thought it was okay. A lot of people didn't. And I just wanted to come out give you my thoughts on it. You know, after what I've seen a little bit of. And... All I could say is if we are going to get a sequel, 
that if they're going to bring the same guy back that wrote, that directed and wrote, if they're going to bring the same people back that wrote and directed this one, that hopefully they bring people along with them that can help them out, like maybe the Reitman family. Bring them in, and maybe the Reitman family can be like, yeah, that's a good idea, but it'd be best if you go this way. Because you know what? At least they gave us a somewhat original, at least Ivan in the, with the first one gave us a somewhat original story. So, we'll see what happens. We shall see what happens, but uh, let me know what your guys' thoughts are. How do you feel about Looney Tunes, uh, uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy? How do you feel about some of the, again, the five things I look at it. I look at what really hurt. You know, the five things that I look at being the fact that you got the fake bug death. You have, you know, it being 20 years too late when they could have done it, you know, four or five years after. You have the Looney Tunes being pasted into the freaking movie scenes, edited in into the film. That it's nothing more than an IP deal. And then on top of that, it's that traditional, it's a freaking trope we've seen many times before, mostly in other movies, of a parent not understanding the kid. How do you feel about those four, five things, in my opinion, be, you know, kind of hindering the movie or helping to hinder the movie from being what it could have been, as long as the meddling from WB, as well as, you know, the decisions to take out certain characters but keep certain characters in. What are your thoughts overall? Comment down below. Let me know how you all feel about it. Thank you for joining me in the live chat. Like the video, guys, um, if you will. And I will talk to you all later. But again, let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear what you, how you feel about this. And...